This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 105.3 FM HD2, Kenner, New Orleans. You have joined another hour of the food show, and it's exactly what it says it is. We talk about eating, about cooking, recipes, about wine, cocktails, the entire range of it. You know, this is a one great city for eating, if there ever was one. And so we invite you to join us, and you take it any direction you want to. If there's a, something you've been wondering about that you really love, want to know where to find more of it, or if you're looking for a, a good restaurant for some special event that you're doing, I mean, we've got it all. And even if you think it's something... Uh, un, unbel, under, under the uh, cracks in the in the sidewalk, uh, we we accept whatever what you want to talk about and just get right on it. You know that's it's it's entertaining. We certainly had a good entertaining hour the first go round. Dirty, dirty, dirty. It, that was dirty. our keyword. Oh, dirty. Okay. Yes, I want to pursue this <laughs> further. All right. Uh, the, the voice you just was, heard. There was, were two questions when we came on this afternoon. One was Tom's question, which was, if you have an entree, name some meat or some entree. What is the vegetable or side that you want with it? Yeah, I'll give you a quick Naturally, list. Actually, my question was better. It was. Oh, sure. <laughs> it uh, it, it, all right. Here's here is a list that I made up, just rough list. These are. What would you like these are as a side dish? Pasta, beans, vegetables, spinach, and other salads like that. Bread and potatoes. Radishes. Please don't say radishes. Radishes. We don't have radishes. <laughs> However, we do have a recipe here for cucumber and herb yogurt. What do you think? I know you love those those uh, uh, uh Items. Items, yeah. <laughs> and the question I had was, yeah. uh, because this happened to us recently, I'm not going to say where it was, and you shouldn't say where it is if you've had an experience like this, but I'm sure you have if you dine out with any regularity. There are times when you will go into a restaurant that you have perhaps not been to before, because if you had been, why would you go back? But if you sense... It's like that it's like that danger sense that you get. You can't really pinpoint it. You just know boop boop boop. Okay, so you walk into a restaurant. It's not a danger thing here, but it is there's a there's an aura that the cleanliness standards at this particular place might be substandard to your taste. Because if you like certain places, like I have a friend, we always talk about the fact that he prefers like divish kind of places. That's not my thing. It's his thing, and he goes to those places, so it probably wouldn't register to him. <coughs> but I don't do that. So when I go to a place, I would like to feel comfortable there. And if I feel that I'm in a place that has sort of substandard cleanliness, I don't feel comfortable. Now, in this particular case, we were sort of committed already and, um, and we're in a conversation with the hostess 
uh, claiming a reservation that we had. So we're there, you know. I mean, we would have had to make some sort of statement, and that would have been uncomfortable. So do you take the coward's way out, as Allie Lofton and I do, which is you have some reason you have to leave and you just go? If you're with a group of people, this would become something that the whole group would have to do, which would become sort of a scene. But I'm talking about it's just the two of you or, you know, you're by yourself or something and you all feel the same way. How do you handle this with the restaurant? Do you walk in and just automatically walk out before talking to a hostess or, or the, the greeter? Uh, or do you talk to them, size up the situation, and then excuse yourself? I mean, it's, it's, I think, an interesting question because sometimes there are places like that and you find yourself in them and you may not want to stay. How do you handle it is the question. Two six zero six three six eight. Anything else that you would like to talk about? Well, there if was that, that cucumber and herb uh, yogurt that I mentioned a minute ago. Okay, well, we let's can save that for later. The particulars of cucumber and yogurt. Well, Go ahead, Tom. we we uh, were talking about pickling uh, yogurt, or oh, not yogurt so much, but uh, herbs and cucumbers. And I remember that came up, you know, a week or two ago, and. Uh, I thought it was a, an interesting question, but I was hoping that nobody would bring it up. So uh, I know what a huge cucumber <clears throat> and yogurt fan you are. So yeah, no. What what brought, what brought the, this to my attention is this: there's a, a cookbook that came out. Uh, well, let's see. Tom it's want not to talk that. About dirty restaurants. What? Nothing. It's just my uh, anyway. It's the uh, th I got started in it's like cooking. A when uh, I bought a, a book that uh, was specifically on uh, chasing sauces. That's what they, they did for you. And I thought it was really good. It kind of taught me more than almost any other thing in the cooking range that I ever— Do sauces run away? Uh, sauces run away. Yeah, you said mm -hmm. chasing sauces. I was wondering. Yeah, well, you know, it's, it was a euphemism time. or, a, ah, or okay. just a. Okay, so anyway, I just uh, thought I'd mention that, but uh, I thought it was funny that they had a pickled uh, radish in there when we were just talking about that Radishes. last week, and we couldn't decide my even father, whether it was worth talking about it. My father would be so <clears throat> amazed that radishes have become the phenom that Does he they like are. them? Or did he like them? My dad used to eat radishes by him, just like all by himself, oh. and everybody used to look at him kind of weird. Let's go what? to Charlie, 260 Hi, Charlie. Welcome. Hey, it's Joey. It's not Charlie, but oh. that works. Close enough. Charlie, you Joey, Joey, you Charlie. Don't call me late for dinner. Uh, there you go. <laughs> So I, I like cucumber um, yogurt on salmon, like a cool cucumber yogurt uh -huh. on salmon. That's very good. And then I just want to make a comment. I don't even know if that was part of your question or not. I didn't understand the question. It, it doesn't but, uh, matter. We, we, we'll talk about okay. anything that sounds interesting. Okay. I wanted to make a comment about the best French fries yesterday. Yeah? I tried to call and I couldn't get through, but um, something... When I go around in New Orleans and I want an amazing hamburger, I kind of want it to be paired with amazing french fries. Yep. And it bothers me when I go somewhere to get a hamburger and they serve it with a baked potato, not french fries. Well, hmm. a baked potato and a hamburger can be really good, too. You don't like that? They're crunchy. I mean, 
I mean, I, I don't know. I, don't I mean, Port of Call has made that whole pairing a, a phenom. Have you been to Port of right, Call? Right. Yeah, and I think maybe they don't have ventilation, proper ventilation, so they can't use a fryer. Yeah. But I mean, I want something crunchy with my hamburger, okay. not something mushy. So, so tell me about your favorite pairings in town. Well, if I'm having French fries, I probably want to do some champagne with that. Hmm. Uh, no, I don't mean like I don't mean that. I'm talking about your pairing of hamburger and fries. In other words, oh, the perfect marriage of the burger and the crispy, crunchy fry. Who's got the perfect? Yeah, who's pairing? got that? Who's got that? Yeah. Well, I, I'd have to say, what's the um, Israeli steak place in the quarter? Oh, the Israeli called? steak place in the quarter is just crazy good. It's uh, Dory's Metropolitan. Yeah, Dory's Metropolitan. So if you go there for lunch, and they only do it on lunch, they have a hamburger, and they. They uh, need bone marrow in with the hamburger, so it's very umami, big flavors. Mm. And okay. uh, everything they do, everything they pay, pair there with their food is the best, so yeah. I really recommend that place. It is. It is. And if you want to go somewhere a little more affordable, uh, the Ugly Dog. I don't know if you know the Ugly Dog. In the yeah, studio. they they started out right by the uh, by the to, uh, museum. It is right and there. And it got, yeah, well, it, yeah. It, it, for a while there, it was very small and tucked in a corner. And they, the guy who was running it used to be a doorman over at the Windsor Court. <laughs> Can you imagine that? <laughs> wow. Uh, but, uh, that, and he uh, started doing the barbecue there. And at that time, we had very, very little barbecue in New Orleans. We, we, we went through a long period where you couldn't find it anywhere in a restaurant anyway. So, so ugly right, dog right. is good. It's good. I've never been in there. Uh, I wouldn't yeah, say it's great, but it's not bad. They do like a, a spiral cut French fry, and it's it's crispy. It's not greasy. It's crispy. It's got this proprietary blend seasoning to it, and then they serve it with a cheese sauce on the side that just sets it apart. Okay. But uh, you talk about uh, barbecue. There's this place on LA 23 called LA 23. And they've got the best barbecue in the state, I'm pretty sure. Well, wait a yeah, second. When, when was the last time you were there? Because I don't think they're there anymore. Uh-oh. I was there about a week ago. Oh, okay. Then they are there. Well, then what was the name of the place that moved? Because they, maybe I've got the place. They used to be in New Orleans. Oh, yeah. Was LA 23 was in New Orleans. Then they moved out to LA 23, which is, you know, a 30-minute drive from New Orleans. Right. Now. Okay. So, so it's and on it's, LA 23, and it's still there, and it's great barbecue. Oh, it's the best. Okay. It's perfect. Okay. And have you had Central City? I haven't had Central City. No. Where, where okay. Is that where, at? where else have you had barbecue before we before I've I had determine? Blue, I've had Blue Up. Okay. Had the place in the okay. Bywater. What's that one called? I don't know. This is a famous Bywater barbecue place. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the point, uh, wait, the uh, joint, the joint. Yes, yeah, the joint. Okay. And, and you prefer um, LA-23, okay. Fries. Then I've had fried smoked meats, which is up on... Um, how, how would you compare... Carrollton. All right, so you're a barbecue guy? You're a barbecue guy. Oh, I'm a food guy. Okay, all right. <laughs> Sound, okay, so good if you were to compare Blue Oak... And fry. This is something that I've been thinking way too much about lately. So, 
Well, Compare blue oak would, and fry. Right. Well, I'm, I'm more of an ambience person, and I like to be served. I don't like to stand in line. So Amen to, to that. All of this uh, picking up and bringing it home in white paper bags and uh, sh- being shipped over in, on taxis and the like, a life of that. Why uh, is all of a sudden we don't want to go to restaurants when... Uh, right. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't do to go. I want it, I want it fresh. Yeah. I yeah. want to know how it was meant to be tasted. Yeah. Be with okay. your friends. You know, okay, oh. so you don't like... But, but for taste taste purposes... Well, for taste purposes, I think that fry, fry smoked meats is a little more creative with their menu. I do, too, they, for sure. They do things that is besides barbecue. Like, they have a hot fried chicken sandwich that is good. Okay. And, I, and I'll just leave you guys with this. With all this controversy that's going on right now about the best fried chicken <laughs> between Popeye's uh-huh. and yep. uh, uh-huh. the other chicken place, that might be a good topic someday to have. But I think the best fried chicken is the place uptown um it's a bar you guys you were talking about it the other day it's at the end of the streetcar line and you were saying maybe it was a sports bar it used to be it is now um hmm. the fried it, it's uptown it's all the way huh. it's all the way at the it's all the way at the end of the streetcar line it's um in, in- not, not cooter brown's Yes, Cooter Browns. Oh, okay. They've got the best hot fried chicken sandwich. No, okay. Their food has been, after the last couple of years, their food has just really been elevated a couple of notches. No kidding. Yeah, I, I like I like going there for oysters. Their oysters are terrific. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, and that goes along with the topic from yesterday. If it's not expensive and not cheap somewhere in the middle, I like them because they also have very nice beers. So you can try all types of beers out to get paired along with your 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 food. And the Reuben is good too. All right, anyway, Joey. That's what I got for this you. This is a personal invitation to you to call again because seriously you are quite a thoughtful eater and uh, I'm surprised we well, haven't heard from you before. Well I've been listening to you for about two weeks now and um you guys have grown on me, so I appreciate well, good. it. Well, good. Well, thank you. You know, uh, we, we just really started uh, doing this uh, to 32 years ago. Not, not so. we, Thomas. I just, I, just, the other day. I just came in to save the show about four months ago. All right. Uh, thank you, Joey. Let's go to Michael. Michael? Michael, you there? Michael? Apparently not. Horst. Oh, Horst he's here? here. Oh, great. Oh, good. Horst, Horst. <laughs> <laughs> hey there. Okay, wrong line, but I'm on. Good. All right. We want to talk you? about a good. How are you? Wonderful. Megan Fettuccini. Mm-hmm. Where Tom huh. and I started meeting each other when we made when I made Fettuccini and he ate it. <laughs> mm. Well, it, That's a good combination. It, the yeah. what, what he's talking about, I think, uh, anyway is that the very first Eat Club dinner we ever had back in, oh, geez, when, when it's like 20 92, years. 92, 93? Yeah, that's Something right. Something like that. I, yeah. And uh, we did a four-course dinner, and the first course was fettuccine Alfredo, and or the, the, in that truffles. style anyway, with tr- white truffles, <laughs> which are so expensive. 
uh, that it's just amazing that anybody would put it on the menu. But uh, it was, uh, we kept on going and we filled the, the table with, with uh, great things to drink. And it got us off on an, on the right foot for the on Eat Club. 25-year yeah. journey, yeah. Yeah, we started yeah. out with uh, only eight people in the room, and we reached a, a point where we, there were some of them we were doing Eat Club dinners every day of the week, seven days oh a week. Oh, my God. And it was it's fun crazy. while it lasted, and then it stopped lasting. So we had, you have, You've had a bit of a journey yourself. Yes, I had, and then, you know, that's why... Um, well, I'm now, some of you, who, back then it was Bella Luna, and I'm at Middendorf's, and I went from the river and the thin fettuccine to the thin fried catfish and by the lake. But so many of my regular customers always ask me about Bella Luna, the fettuccine. So this time of year, when it's a little bit slower in Manchac, uh, I brought it back, and I restored the equipment, the machines, and I make my fettuccine there and uh, people can order it as an appetizer or an entree and with crab meat with luciana crawfish tails with shrimp uh, with chicken with soft shell so and we just do it the months of september on wednesdays thursdays and fridays in manchac it's fantastic so now that you have yeah. the second location you're only doing the fettuccine frenzy in manchac yes because you can't be in two places <laughs> Well, this, uh, well, uh, you know, uh, but also we still have to learn a little bit here. You know, I mean, uh, um, Slidell is, is wonderful and we love it here and the people are great, but we want to do it right. You know, we're here for the long haul and we just have to train everybody to get it done right. You know, so. I'd say you have uh, done it so far because we've been in, uh, as you know, I think, and we, we had a great evening there. Uh, afternoon. Yeah, it's a fabulous. Still, you place. know, we here. We don't. We're not here for a sprint. We for the long haul. So, uh, right now, this year, the fettuccine frenzy will be in Manchac at Middendorf's for the month of September, and it's exciting. Now, we don't do the truffles, but you can have any seafood. On <laughs> <laughs> and you still have the regular I menu the too. You, you yeah. have the regular menu. Menu the fettuccine is just for fun. Yes, okay. yes. It's just a little sidekick to keep it interesting for all the staff and mm -hmm. the customers. And just add always something a little bit to it. And it's only available yes. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday in September, correct? Yes. Okay. But then in our shop, we have our, uh, you know, fettuccine where people can take it home and cook it at home. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they can toss it with some fresh grated racciano and however they want to. And so we can make it there, too. Yes. Good. Well, it's perfect, and uh, yeah. I uh, look forward to coming in there and, and renewing that uh, get together. Yeah, we have to go. We have to yeah. go and have the fettuccine. How's uh, how's things in Slidell? Are you packing them in there like Manchac? I'm sure you are, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We were real crazy in the beginning. It was real, real crazy. Now it's settled in a little bit, and you know everybody gets a little break when school starts and football season until everything is settled in. Now Slidell is a little bit smaller than Manchac, you know. Uh, and so, yes, it's uh, it's crazy, but we have wonderful people. And, you know, here in Manchac, we had so many challenges over the year with the flooding and rebuilding everything. Yeah. But here we build it. We learn from everything in Manchac and we build it how it works the most efficient and the best for the customer. And we are real, real pleased. Uh, there's a little bit some, you know, I'm surprised people eating a little bit more flounder here than, than Manchac. That's what Karen Manchac was saying. That's what she yeah. was saying. You uh, were not there when we came. No, I was not here. Karen yeah, and Karen, Karen, down. we had a good conversation with her. She said that the the menu choices are a lot different in Slidell. 
And I asked her if your clientele from Manchac, who has switched over and is now coming, now obviously if you live in Manchac, but somebody like us who lives in Covington, for example. Do well, you, you would be right in the middle. But we, we have the people, the people from St. Bernard, the West Bank, uh, New Orleans East, and then everybody along 59. We have our regular customers who can't live like in Harrisburg. We see them like these people you see like once a month, once every six weeks. Mm-hmm. Now they're coming to Slidell and you see them every week. Oh, good. Mm. So good. Wow. We good. lose few people in Manchac, but we're gaining a lot more here. Got to love and that. It's, it's a beautiful place. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm. It's really I think exciting. we did a wonderful job over I, here in Slidell. Just to let the people down, I had some people coming in today and thought we had Fittichini. I said, I'm so sorry. We just not ready for this big challenge. We're working real hard to make it all happen, but we still have to wait a little bit. Okay. Now, let me ask but you this. You, you, said, you said you're kind of slow yeah. in September, and we were talking about an e-club. We want to do an e-club at the Slidell location. Okay. I will get with Karen. We can work it. We are, the fall is a little bit of slower time always for everybody. You know, uh, we have to read, like, the football schedule. Who's playing where? When they're <laughs> yeah, playing. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> and stuff like this what's the weather and everything and the weather is always a big impact you know in both locations you know but so, you're yeah, open to the idea are you open to the idea to be for absolutely, it to be sort of absolutely. soon okay all right i'm gonna contact hey, you guys. did it a long time ago why not again okay all right yeah, i will talk to christy what we can pull off some here to make it real attractive for something like this here yeah okay no. for slidell for sure maybe everybody's gotta something. see it it's gorgeous Maybe we do something here that normally wouldn't get here. Okay. Yeah, it's, uh, you talk me into if it, you silver tongue devil. Maybe since they don't get a fettuccine in Slidell right now, we maybe bring them for the Yeah, game. that makes sense. A cliffhanger, a yeah. mystery. Okay. All right. I tell Christy and them to hook up with you, okay. and we're going to get an e-club to Slidell. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Horst. Thank See you for ya. calling. Thank Appreciate you. it. We'll be, we'll be promoting it. You have a wonderful it. evening. You too. Bye. Well, that wouldn't surprise from Horse who's talking about his fettuccine frenzy in the month of September, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, but only in Manchac. Our show is sponsored today by New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood Company. Now, uh, there are two components to that, obviously. Let's look at the first one. Uh, it's a hamburger. Well, what can you do to make a hamburger better? Just take a basic hamburger. What can you do to make it better? Here's what I think is what you do. One of them is to grill it at a temperature that's hot enough that it gives you a little crust around the outside. But also, the very process of doing that makes it kind of juicy in the center. And this makes what I think is a great hamburger. But they go a little farther beyond that. They have, for one thing, these unusual uh, fries that they do that are shaped sort of like crescents. It's hard to explain, but there's a lot of garlic and butter in it, so tasty if you go for that sort of thing. And then uh, diving into the seafood aspect of this, it's, it's this simple. What they do is to have uh, available uh, all the time fresh seafood, catfish, oysters and shrimp and all the rest of it, and they get it up to uh, the point where it's also a little crunchy on the outside. It's not greasy. It's just got the light quality to it. And uh, this is what that they have been doing for quite a while over, uh, over that New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood Company. And if you don't believe me, just look at what they do in the kitchen. You'll see they, they start from the bottom and they do the whole thing. 
top to bottom. New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood Company, they are open seven days a week, lunch and dinner. They have seafood, oh, oh, excuse me, uh, they have grilled, uh, oysters. grilled oysters, something new over there. And uh, tell them I said hello, if you wouldn't mind. If ten you locations. don't want to. Uh, yeah, ten locations around the city. New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood Company. We will. Do we need a break? Yes, or we do. do. We, we do. Okay, we will be back with more of the Food Show in a moment after first, if you will, this. Welcome back. It's the Food Show on a big, oh, no, it ain't. Wait a minute. We're the, it's the Food Show, and we are here to talk with you about food and restaurants, cook, cooking and home, uh, finding cooking in restaurants or wherever it is that you go. We'd love to hear from you today. Uh, it's very simple. Uh, just call us at uh, uh, 260-6368, 260-6368, uh, area code 504 if you're calling from downtown or anywhere town around New Orleans. Two six zero six three six zero. We have covered a lot of territory today. Uh, boy, that's the, the idea of the century. Get the Eat Club to do a, another Eat Club dinner after we did the very first one a million years ago. That would be fun. Yeah, it sure would be. We're definitely going to move and forward Horst, on that. Horst, Horst, uh, Horst is ju- just uh, is such Adorable. a fun guy and just uh, a lot of, lot, of, lot of time to play with them. All right. Uh, let's see. What else do we have going on? Two six zero six three six eight is the number. We had a bunch of good calls. Michael, if you would like to call us back, please do. Michael was on the phone when Horse called, and so um, we would love to talk to Michael again. We uh, have had a lot of um, interesting conversation today. The original question that I posited when I deposited myself in this chair was, Um, If you walk into a restaurant and you get a feeling that it is substandard in cleanliness, how do you handle that? Especially if you are already in in the process of claiming your reservation or if you have, obviously, in my opinion, if you are with people, you're just stuck. That's it. Mm. But if it's just the two of you or one of you and you don't like the look of the place, um, what do you do? I would walk out. I would, and and Allie Lofton, our sometimes co-host for Tom, called, and the women uh, are taking the uh, the cowardly way out. We're just pretending that we have to go for some reason, and the guys want to stand there and have a discussion about the substandard cleanliness, and I don't see the point of that. Anyway, we've had a few calls on that. We had a really interesting caller just now, Joey, who was going to give us a review on a bunch of different things, and uh, I hope he will call us again. And Tom was talking about cucumber and yogurt, two of your favorites, right, Tom? (laughs) Well, it was just a goofy joke. Yeah, and then wanted to know if you had an entree meat, what side would you like with that? That was the original question from Mm -hmm. Tom. We have Stephen, one of our regulars on. Hi, Stephen. Yeah, hey, I love radishes. I'll sit down and eat a whole thing of radishes at one point, and Walmart only sells the one with the leaves, not in the in the plastic bag that most most places used to do. Um, I have nothing also, to say to that. Okay. <laughs> um, Why not? Burger King's vegetable hamburger. They're advertising it like crazy. Yeah. Now, I have a friend that's worked for Burger King in management for 10 years. And he hasn't had one, but he sell, they says they sell a lot of them, and they're told 
they taste like hamburgers. I said, well, maybe they're cooked on the same conveyor belt as their hamburgers, so they get the grease out of the hamburger <laughs> to go into the vegetable. That burger. would be a really interesting test, Stephen. You are 100% yeah. correct. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Now, I have a friend, my friend, the guy who likes the dive bars. Um, yeah. He uh, will write pieces for nomenu.com for us sometimes, and he is um, actually working on something about uh, dining around the CBD in, with an hour for lunch. And um, yeah. he says that he, he wrote a piece on the Impossible Burger that ran on nomenu.com, and he said he could not tell the difference. And he's a burger fanatic. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't need to talk. I don't need to try it, but um, but uh, um, apparently a lot of people are. Also, you talked the other day about making sandwiches for parties and cutting the crust off. Yes. And every restaurant that I've worked in that has done party tra- party sandwiches always use an electric knife. Now yes. it's serrated like your hand serrated, right. and it's much easier, you know, just zoom and it's done. Uh-huh. Yeah. Rather than sawing through the bread and the There are a couple of items. Uh, We were talking about something that we took from my mother's house when we closed it down, the kitchen magician. We were talking about that yesterday. But there were a couple of other very peculiar items that were part of my growing up experience. One, and I've never seen it anywhere else. One was the electric serrated knife that my dad used all the time. And the other was this ham pedestal. Ham pedestal. Look at this ham pedestal. How did that work? And and we we see we had a large large family, so my dad would get this ham, and just slice this sucker for as long as it took to get rid of it. And we Mm -hmm. had a lot of ham sandwiches growing up. But you would take the ham and you would put it in this little ham pedestal. Is the only word I can use for it. And uh, and those were two items that I've never seen since. Well, I mean, also, we have the root beer glazed ham. It was a, it's probably nothing that, much though. like that. No. Why, <clears throat> Stephen? Okay. Also, I stopped by to see Chef Duke today, and oh, the place you? is coming together really well. He says Wednesday the health inspector is coming in to um, to uh, give him the A-OK or the not OK, and then he'll know when he's going to open. But he Yay. expects to be open within two weeks. He's got, I think he said, six hand sinks to wash hands in, mm. in the kitchen. It's a huge kitchen. It, it, well, you know what? And Joey uh, Joey Giorlando was talking, not Joey Giorlando, uh, John Giorlando was talking to us last night, and they've been helping him set up the kitchen. Yeah. And he said. Yeah, John was there today. Yeah, he said that he has a so kitchen was, to die for. And so was the uh, guy from the Taste Buds. Oh, oh no Greg? His name is Greg, yeah. Greg Reggio. Oh, wow. He's getting a lot yeah. of visitors over there. Well, yeah, everybody's so both excited of them were there. for him. Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. so are we. It's a huge kitchen. Yeah, well, that's, um, what, that's what John Giorlando was saying. Stop by and say hi. I've tried, but, I've tried, but he had the fire inspector there, and I couldn't, I couldn't wait around. But we are going to do that okay. soon. We're going to do it okay. very soon. All right. Thank okay. you, Stephen. Is that the end of your okay. list for today? That's the that's end of it. his list for today. All right. I think we need another break, don't we, Doug? Two six zeros. You want to do it at fifty? Yeah. Either way, Doug care. He's not here. Doug's not even here. <laughs> <laughs> two six zero six three six eight is the number. Uh, Doug is not here. 
But the ghost of Doug will take your call if you call at 260-6368. Oh, gosh, it has been another wild show with the, uh, the, the varied, and that is putting it mildly, topics. And, and we, uh, hit, we ain't done yet. Yeah, I know. So here we so, go. So, yeah, if you would like to weigh in on this subject of the dirty restaurant, how you would handle that, or Tom's cucumber and yogurt. What are they supposed to say about that, Tom? Do they uh, like cucumber and yogurt? Or they, they had a recipe like for it, and I was yogurt. wondering. And it really all that brought it to my attention was that last week or about a week ago, somebody called in, and they were talking about uh, doing a, some something uh, with, cucumber with and cucumbers yogurt. and yogurt. And I, I couldn't figure well, it out. Well, yogurt's a very hot thing now because you have to be very, very, very cognizant of your gut health. Your gut health? Your gut health. It's a very Do I want to know what that no, is? No, you really don't. No, and okay, I don't well, want to talk about it. It's the well, most inappropriate then, yeah. thing to talk about on a food show that I could imagine. But just so you know, yogurt is very hot right now because, and you don't even realize how essential the health of your gut is to you. As a matter of Give fact, us an Tom, example. if you were to listen to what is out there in the media regarding your gut health, you would think it is the number one thing that you should be focusing on every day, how to take very good care of your gut. Uh, can you give me an example of no, what that would be? No, because I don't pay any attention to it. Oh, okay. But well, I just know it's out there. Oh, well. It's out there that your gut health is very important. Probiotics, prebiotics. Postbiotics, I guess. Uh, I guess you're supposed to do just that plain in old. lieu of antibiotics. Yeah. But anyway, um, gut health is very important. So cucumber and yogurt would actually be a really hip thing to do right now. You know, I bought some cucumbers. I wish I could you stop know? buying things and then letting them get rotten and then throw them away. Oh, that does sound good. But I had... Uh, I, you know, I was about over there and then I heard somebody talking about... Uh, it was my usual such and such for such and such. Two for five, three for ten, five for a dollar. So this was a four for a dollar enticement to get four cucumbers for a dollar. So I bought them. And I bought a purple onion, and in my mind was, oh, wow, I'm going to do something healthy for me and slice up those onions and slice up the cucumbers and make a light, tangy dressing with a lot of lemon in it. And I'm going to be so, so healthy because I'm going to have apple cider vinegar, and my gut is going to be really happy. And they rotted. That's well, what happens. You, you should have spent some time with at me. At our house, that's, all the that's time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <sighs> uh, you know about this restaurant that uh, has a, an, an, have a goal, though. An aspect of its uh, name is is difficult to get together in your head. It's uh, called. Vo- uh, wait, oh, we're I, not going to talk about Viunes. I'm sorry, I'm not talking about Viunes anymore. No, no, I'm not. Not ever. I did want to f- no, not e- forever, but we're not talking about it because you well, talked ha- about it yesterday. And you don't want to be boring, do you, Tom? No, certainly okay. not. Right. So we, uh, so I'm, I've made a commitment though. I've oh. made a commitment to myself. And what is that? That the spinach tub that I bought. Spinach tub. Tub the tub o spinach that I bought. The, uh, that is in the refrigerator. Uh huh. 
Is this the thing that, that we got from? That tub of spinach will not go in the garbage. Hmm. This is a firm commitment Glad I've to hear made that. to myself. I have had some spinach every day for the last three days. I am only one-third of the way through the tub, requiring me to eat spinach every day, and I am determined to do this because every time I go to the store and buy a bunch of really healthy things, two-thirds of them go in the garbage. Hmm. Does anybody do that? Um, I mean, most people eat at home way more than we do. Like, we're going out with friends tonight, but we're going to their house because they would rather do that than a restaurant. And honestly, they're really good cooks. I would rather go to their house. But um, if you get like a co-op box of vegetables. Oh, like from uh, up, up. Uh, like Covey Rise. You can get yeah. that at Covey Rise. By the way, if, we, if you are not aware of that, Covey Rise, the vegetable people on the North Shore have this this program. It's kind of a little farm unto like itself. A box of their vegetables. But anyway, um, they have co-ops around the city for things like this. They've been doing co-ops for a long time. But if you get those kinds of things where you have just like this big pile of vegetables, do you actually use it all or how much of it goes to waste? I mean, I think if I had a box like that, two-thirds of it would go to waste, for sure. Well, that's because we eat out so much. And you you buy so much, too. Well, no, you you buy what is in the box if you're doing that sort of thing. You know, I mean, I just throw away a lot of things because we eat out so much. No, I don't really buy that much. But, I mean, we, we don't eat that much at home, so that's why it goes to waste. But if you had a box, like this blue apron Thing. Does anybody get that blue apron thing? Blue I apron? Saw, What's yeah, that? I saw a, um, or I heard on the radio, a comic bit mm-hmm. about Blue Apron and how this person hmm. had signed up for Blue Apron and it was causing <laughs> like real psychological disorder stress well, that uh, well, he had to he had to eat something from the Blue Apron box. Every day, even though he didn't feel like it because he didn't want to waste his money and he had already ordered and it just kept coming. It was kind of like Lucy in the Chocolate Factory when you when you weren't really nearly finished with the box, a new one would come. And and that's the way it is if you sign up for one of those kinds of things. I would never dream of doing that because I know it would happen. It's bad enough for me to go and seek out things at the store and buy them and then just let them get bad. But anyway, going um, going after what you actually want rather than. What is being sold to you? You yeah, know, that's always going to cause a problem. Well, if you if you're like us, and I, I think I and won't say I most am, people are like us I am because like most people you. are not like us. But and see that guy over there, he's exactly like me. I think most people do actually plan things a lot more, and they do eat at home, and they do, um, you know, they they have more of a normal life than we do. <clears throat> I'm losing my voice. More of a normal life than we do, but we never eat at home. We actually bought a bunch of things to go uh, cook for Labor Day, and now we've got the leftovers in the refrigerator, and then I've got all the vegetables that I bought, and I don't know how much of it will actually get We eaten. did pretty well with the meats, though. you got to admit that. No, the meats are in a meat bag in the refrigerator, and now they're going to wind up going into the freezer. That's what's going to happen to those meats. Well, yeah, that, well, well, don't do that without uh, letting me yeah, know about it. Oh, well, then uh, you're welcome to hit the meat bag anytime, Tom. It's there the in the refrigerator bag. just waiting hit for you. Hit the meat you. bag. 
All right, yeah. Tom, you are going to be in trouble. It's a good thing it's Friday. Yeah. Why? Because I think I'm losing my voice. I'm hoping that it lasts to the rest of the show. <laughs> like I've got this thing in the back of my voice, and it's it's going fast. Anyway, I would like to rest it, so let's take a break, Doug. 260-6368 is the number. You are listening to WWL. 105.3 FM HD2. Hello there. Welcome back. It's the Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. And uh, do we still have uh, Tony here? No, he's not on with us yet. We'll, do, we'll get oh. him next week. Oh, I see. So we had a good meal last night. We did. At Giorlando's. At Giorlando's where we had a beef brisket, which is something you used to see in restaurants all over the whole city. But sometime around in the 80s, it disappeared just about everywhere. And now it seems to be making a, 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 a comeback. Re- yeah, a, a comeback. And uh, and uh, we tasted a little bit of that. And although it had peas in it, didn't you? You hated peas, or or am I? No, the the uh, it was served. It was the brisket special. Yeah. And it's, and it's on special because they only do it one it's day only, a week. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. only on Thursday, and supposedly it's sold out by four o'clock. And it was unusual that they had it as late as they did yesterday. So I, I was going to change my order when I saw one go by, and I said, I think maybe I would like to get one of those. And she said, well, that was the last one that we had. And she mm. said, usually it's not it's gone long before this. But um, it was a big pile of brisket simmering in a brown gravy with debris. It was really spectacular looking. It was served with what looked like big canned peas to me mm-hmm. and it was just like the your basic kind of dish that your mom would make you yeah know? it's a it's new england uh dinner more, more or less really because uh, it didn't look like that to me it looked like something real new orleans to well, me well no, at one time that was a real new orleans dish you'd see it everywhere like maylees and that's what i'm two saying jags that's what it looks and, like a real new orleans dish to me yeah we had this um we had a shrimp and artichoke and spinach toast is what it was. It was on brioche. That was really great. Wasn't that the first yeah. thing that we had? It was covered with like a cheese. and That uh, was, it was very it good. Was, it was really hard to stop And, not, and not, not all that. As a matter of fact, hardly expensive at all. Oh, no. It's like yeah. we had a, a huge table full of food and it was 50 bucks. I mean, it was really, really a reasonable. It's like it's. I say a blast from the past, and that implies that I don't like it, or that because oh, I'm, no, I'm, I'm into I'm modern restaurants, you know. But uh, it was not. There was nothing undesirable about this place, and and we've been there several times, but we've never really gone in to just really see what it was about until yesterday evening, and it was really, really an enjoyable meal. It's a really nice place. It's. You know, it's it's not talked about very much, except when we start talking mm-hmm. about it on the show, everybody starts calling in. So it's like everybody knows about it but us. Well, that's now, what put us on the map. And now we're um, we're discovering it ourselves. I went to Kin for lunch today. Oh, that's an interesting yeah, place. It's from, a little Vietnamese From the old-fashioned to the ultra-hip. Yes, I'll Kin say. is definitely— Is it still in what looks like a trailer? 
It, it it's is, a little tiny place for sure. Yeah, and, and it's the only place I've ever seen where if you open up the front door and they in the kitchen they open up the back door, you can see right through the whole restaurant. Well, I haven't noticed that, but, I mean, if you open up the front door, you're practically in the kitchen. Yeah, yes. Yeah. It's a very small place. Uh, they have a counter. It's an open kitchen. There's a counter, and then there's a counter up against the wall, and then there's just, like, one big family-style table, and that's it for seating. But it's a really hip place. We had um, – it's 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 – it's different. It's interesting. We had the dumplings of the day. The dumplings and of the, the day. This is. Of the I gotta day see this. Were Philly cheesesteak dumplings. Hmm. So they had brisket, and they had cheese oozing in and out of them. And onions. And so they you were to, anyway. And yeah, and they were served in a um, a noodle that was like a whole wheat kind of noodle. It looked like maybe an udon noodle. Could be. An udon wrapper. Anyway, we had that. And then the other thing that is supposed to be really hot there is the chicken wings. And they have those that change every day, too. It's like the chicken wing of the day and the dumpling of the day. And so we got some chicken wings, which were fried with a really spicy, as in really spicy sauce. Uh, and that was that was good too, um, and then we had a brisket with udon noodles, and a ramen with chicken on the table. That's all real food from the east, but uh, if you're not a real Easterner, well, I don't well, know. Well, it's, it's hip, you know. It's, it's like very it's, hip. It, there's, it's not. I mean, there <laughs> is. Just what we were talking about. Two completely different dining experiences. The one that we had last night was strictly New Orleans comfort food like your mom would have made that warms your heart and speaks to your soul. There you go. And then Kin is the opposite of that. It's hip. It's fresh. It's new. It's challenging. It's different. And it's just two completely different things. And it's and maybe the smallest restaurant. It's pretty small, uh, they, yeah. They, uh, I don't think it is the smallest, though. I well, think I think Yardbird is the smallest restaurant. Be. Yardbird is in the old shack from the original Dat Dog location. But anyway, it was good. Um, I guess I'm just not hip enough for these places. When I who think, really is hip enough? Well, I think that there's a lot of kids who live in this city now who are not from here, who do not have a strong food culture identity, and who eat like that as a normal way of eating. And, and I think that's going to change the cultural dynamic of this city, certainly culinarily. And I'm curious to see how it all ends up. Well, it's, I think the, the trends are turning, but you can't tell where they're turning. So uh, we're going to see a, a lot of new practices in the it's, coming it's years. One, it's, it's really going to be fascinating to see the evolution of the Grand Dames and the really, like the Pascal's Manalis that have been here over 100 years. Um, 
what happens to them as they try to remain relevant in a tidal wave of that kind of cooking, which is now everywhere in the city. Everywhere in the country. And whether, Well, in the country is one thing, but New Orleans has a very unique cultural identity that's associated with food. That's for sure. It's really going to be very interesting to see what happens as time goes on. This is what I call one of the big post-Katrina developments. All these kids came here to work from all these different places, and they stayed. And they're changing the culture of the city in a lot of ways, but I think one of the biggest ways is culinarily. Oh, it better be, because what do you go to for a restaurant uh, anyway? Uh, for me, I want to be with friends. I want to be out. Yeah, but I want to eat something that I want to eat, too. Yeah, sure. Well, that, and I, I don't think you want can... to eat pickled everything no, all the I time. Mean, it... I mean, I do like pickled things, yeah. but I don't want to eat pickled everything all the time. Well, it, it's just the, the... It doesn't the... speak to my heart and soul. Anyway, okay. it's just I'm just, just a little soapbox. As I was at Kin, we mm. had this conversation, mm. and it was really, mm. it was mm. really an interesting conversation. And I uh, and, and I find myself talking about it a lot these days. Anyway, uh, have a great weekend, everyone. Who dat? Yep. Who dat? Go Tigers. Who yeah. dat? Yeah. Yes. And uh, we will be back again, as we always are, and we keep on coming. And by the way, the winner of our our contest was. Vegetables <laughs> and beans. Good night, everyone. WWL FM 105.3 HD2. Fitzmorris is signing off. Dun, dun, it's 5 dun, o'clock. Dun, dun, Have a good evening. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.